Welcome back to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast. This is episode 191. so glad to have you today. It's been real snowy here in the Boise, Idaho area. Actually, it's not really been that snowy compared to what we're used to, but it's like the first, you know, snow. And so people are being super careful on the roads, which it, is great. It's kind of icy this morning. Yeah. Um, and the weather's been so weird. Yeah. Uh, we like the front, the maple tree in my front yard still has like half of its leaves. <laughs> they haven't fallen. And yeah. Um, my wife was looking at Facebook memories the other day of like decorating the front yard for, mm-hmm. for the holidays and stuff. And she's like, previous years, the tree was already bare. Yeah. But she's like, in our neighborhood, there are multiple trees that still have lots of leaves on yeah. them because it stayed warm. And then all of a sudden it was like, whew, cold. Yes. Yeah. Well, we <laughs> so. had such a late, f- uh, well, kind of like a, what do they call it? Indian summer kind of thing where, how, yeah, yeah it, just, it just stayed hot throughout October. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. So. so I, yeah, our trees just have no idea what to do. <laughs> I'm like still going to be raking leaves on Christmas, which <laughs> right. isn't normal here. No. I remember when I lived in Texas though, like raking the leaves in my yard on New Year's. Oh yeah. Like it just, cause it's light longer. It's warm longer. Yeah. Anyway. That's kind of nice. <laughs> well, you let us know about your weather updates yeah, we wherever were, yeah. you are in the world. Summer in uh, spring, summer right now. So, right. okay, well, let's get to the discussion. So right now uh, we are in the process of choosing a new niche for a new website, basically. And we're going to be doing it for charity, which is really cool. But uh, so far we had, what, 10 originally that we had threw in just from the team. Yeah, I think so. I'm pulling up the list right now so I can remember <laughs> what yeah. they all were. But uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, like 18. Oh, wow. That's a big list. Okay. Yeah. But I think for the income school video that's coming out, we narrowed it maybe down to, to 10 or. Nine. Well, that was what was on the. That was what was on the whiteboard. That oh, we okay. Out. There, were, there were 18. It seemed oh, like wow. there were only going to be like 10. No, it was 18. (laughs) All right. Well, excuse me. I was way off there. Yeah, 18. uh, We recorded that video, and from those, we ran them through some basic niche selection criteria, and Mm -hmm. we got rid of a bunch. We narrowed it down to four. And then from that, we posted in the community with those four and asked for your feedback. And so we got some really good feedback back. Um, Do you have them, the last four? Yeah, I, okay. well, I know what they are. I have the whole list in front of me, and I now remember. Yeah, I remember what they all are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, oh, do you want to say that? Yeah. So the ones that are left. Um, the first one is pianos, and I think this is funny because, like, if you haven't watched the video, because you know it hasn't been out yet, um, you might assume we're talking like learning piano lessons and stuff. But no, we're talking about like the instruments, pianos, how to mm-hmm. pick the right piano, um, how to properly maintain your piano. Um, just learning some basics about tuning, more that direction mm-hmm. than like learning the piano. The next one was off-road. That one, I have no idea what direction we would take. I mean, with off-road, it can be like, there's like the jeeping type off-road or other vehicles like Jeeps. Yep. But then there's like off-road vehicles like ATVs and side-by-sides and dirt bikes. And I mean, we could go any direction with that and we'd yeah. probably pick a more specific direction. So I know there are a lot of people in that niche, but I also know it's super duper broad. So there's a ton of room there. In all of these niches, there's probably a lot of people in them. Oh, yeah. 
Um, another one was baking. Again, really broad, fairly competitive, but we could we'd find kind of our angle and our niche within baking. And then the other one was dancing, which most people assumed was like competitive kids dance, maybe mm-hmm. ballet, that kind of stuff. We actually had that on the list too, and it got crossed out. Mm-hmm. The dancing that we picked was like like dancing for, for fun, for recreation, like going out dancing. Yeah. Ballroom, salsa, yep. all of those types of things. Yeah, where you know, how to learn, where to learn. Country um, swing. <laughs> yeah, and, and then like finding venues and stuff to go do it and mm-hmm. um, I mean kind of that direction which I think will be a little bit more unique yeah absolutely I could see that one having potential for like a, a YouTube channel or maybe even an info product where you could learn those basic things yeah. like where do absolutely. I go how do I get started what do I need to wear all of those types of things yeah absolutely and there are there are some I've seen several like online courses mm-hmm. for learning, which is really convenient for people these days where it's like, I don't know that I want to take a class and yeah. give up my evenings. I know as a parent, I'm like, my evening time with my family is pretty sacred. Yeah. I'm not going to be <laughs> um, yeah. giving it up to go to a class. Right. And so um, where do I learn this stuff? And so there's some really good online courses that I'm confident we could be affiliates for. Um so in the short term, there's that. And then, like you say, there's so much potential for um, info products and stuff. So Yeah. My husband and I were trying to learn dance before our wedding. Uh-huh. Um, we both have a little bit of background, but we wanted to do better. Anyway, yeah, right? with all the planning and busyness, we ran out of time. So we just watched <laughs> some free YouTube videos, and that kind of helped get us by. Um, all right. So yes, we took your feedback in the community. I think we posted that like last week or a little over that. And so thank you for posting in that. Um, we got some, uh, positive feedback, but then there were some who said they didn't like any of them really. And that's okay. Yep. We want to hear that. But basically what we're going to do is take into account that feedback with the feedback that we get from the Income School YouTube channel mm-hmm. when that video comes out. So we'll ask them to comment the one that they want us to pick, and then we'll kind of add those together, um, I believe, and take the one yeah. with the most votes, right? Yeah, in fact, I think what we're going to do is on YouTube, you can create community posts, mm-hmm. um, and it's one of the types of posts you can create as polls. Mm-hmm. So I think we're going to create a community post and link to that from the video. Mm-hmm. So rather than um, counting up comments, what we'll do is we'll just invite people watching the video to go vote and we'll put a link like, we'll, we'll, we'll write a comment in on the video and pin it to the top. So people can just click a link right there, mm-hmm. go straight to it and vote on their phone. I mean, people can write in the comments like how they feel about the different ideas or whatever. Um, absolutely. And ask questions and stuff. But then like for the actual voting, I think we're going to use a poll so um, those of you who have commented in the community, we will kind of, we'll tally up what you've said, but then we'll go uh, for YouTube. I think we'll use a poll. Yeah. Maybe let's talk about a little briefly why we chose these four and maybe why we eliminated the other ones because there right. were specific, sorry, Pacific, <laughs> specific things um, that we did uh, that we thought wouldn't work so well than the others. Yep. Yeah. So... You know, I basically, what we did is as a team, we got together and you'll see this in the YouTube video, although in the YouTube video, I'm sure that a lot of the discussion is going to get cut. Um, 
But we all got together as a team and we basically went through the niche selection process from our course from Project 24. And so like the first thing that I always go through, like the first criterion is, is this a good fit for me? Do I know anything about it and or have interest in the topic? If it's something I'm interested in doing and something that I can and will participate in, I'm going to be able to create way better content. So that is like important criterion number one. And so what we did is like for each one of these ideas, everybody put their name next to which ones they were interested in or knew something about. And so there were some that had nobody or like one person. Mm -hmm. And so we just crossed them off, even if it was a good niche. So that's the thing is like whenever we do a niche selection video, it's like, Whichever one we pick, people are like, oh, that's the perfect niche. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's the one I'm going to do. Yep. So that was like criteria number one. And I can't remember specifically which all we crossed off the list, but there were there were several. Yeah, like working from home, water right. purification, right. Uh, shoes, um, going yeah. green, that type of thing. Yeah, there were several where it was like, yeah, just one or two people were like, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that, but if our team's going to be working on this site together, like the more people we have with interest or um, knowledge of the topic, the better. Yeah. And we got to be a little bit excited about it. Right. That's what we say. That's what I always recommend when you ask in the community, like which one are you at least a little bit passionate about Mm -hmm. and which one do you know a little bit about? You can be kind of a beginner and learn as you go. That's actually maybe a good thing because you're thinking of those beginner questions. Yeah. So. And um, on YouTube, we just put out a video about uh, affiliate marketing. And I get questions in the comment section all the time like, well, how am I supposed to get my hands on a product when I don't have a ton of money yet from, you know, my blog's not making any money. And I'm like, well, if, if your blog is something that you do, you probably have some stuff, right? Like cook for folks. I have a lot of cooking stuff. Mm -hmm. I have a blender. I have mixers, two actually, two different (laughs) mixers because one of them is better for bread. It's got a stronger motor. The Bosch is the bread one. The the KitchenAid is like the everything else because it's really convenient and easier to clean. And so that's the one that sits on the counter. That's the way my mom did it. And I do the same thing. She's like, in fact, I remember I came home from two years as a missionary, I came back and I see her making bread using this white mixer. And I'm like, what about your KitchenAid that's right there? And she's like, it's not as good for bread. <laughs> like, and I learned that lesson. And, and then um, we bought, I think we bought one of them first. And it was like, I think it was the Bosch. And it was like, yeah, this is really strong, powerful, really good for bread. But we're like, yeah, but it's not quite as convenient to clean and stuff mm-hmm. as the KitchenAid. It's just so much easier. And so when we had the money, we bought a KitchenAid too. Yep. Anyway, like those are things that I know because I cook Yeah. Um, and bake, really. We use, the, <laughs> we use the mixers a lot for baking more so than for cooking. And so I have stuff and I can talk about those things. Yeah. makes it really easy to have affiliate links. Whereas if I know nothing about my niche, I probably don't have any products and I couldn't talk about the products because I don't really know anything about it. Whereas um, in niches where I know something, even a product I've never held, I can look at it, I can look at what the features are, and I can probably tell that one is not going to work as well for me for these reasons. And I could talk about that. I could say, I don't recommend this one because of XYZ reasons. And mm-hmm. so you don't have to buy every product. Anyway, 
There are a lot of reasons why you should probably pick a niche that you participate in or that you are willing to start participating in. Yeah. Yeah. And we absolutely did that. Like for off-roading, several of us were interested in that and several of us have off-roading vehicles or could work for that. Right. Um, with baking, uh, I know your yeah. wife is super passionate about it. She does it quite often and you know about it too. I'm interested in it. Like I don't do it books. a whole lot. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and we love like the science behind it too. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's not just, oh, follow a recipe with like bread and stuff. There's more than just the ingredients and the steps. It's like, you have to know when you're done kneading, like there's a certain point where you're like, okay, for this type of bread, I'm done. Yep. Um, now it's time to let it raise or prove. And there's, there's science behind all of it. It's like, if you let it prove more slowly in a cooler environment, you'll get a better flavor than if you try to do it quickly to try to get it done fast. Yeah. Um, so like, there's just so much to learn about it. And so, um, plus like we've watched probably, well, she has, I've watched most of it. The Great British Baking Show. Oh, great yes. Show. People yes. asked in the community recently, like, because I mentioned like, like watching British shows. Yeah. We, we watch a lot of British TV in our house. And <laughs> the Great British Baking Show is definitely one of them. Yeah, that's a good one, you know, for when you're just hanging out at home, maybe Christmas yeah, time. totally. It's fun. Yep. Um, then, yeah, for pianos, I know your family's super into pianos. Oh, yeah. Julia yeah. used to teach piano lessons until she came here mm-hmm. um, and has for years. I think her mom runs like a music school kind of thing. Yeah. And I know there's just interest among others. So we, there was enough there. Yeah. And for dancing, uh, well, I, I know <laughs> Julia actually goes out swing dancing on the weekend. So maybe uh-huh. that could be to our advantage. But I have yeah. to tell you, somebody did say for original research, they would like to see you break dancing. Yeah, break dancing would be interesting. Um, <laughs> in high school, I, with some friends, recreationally, we took a couple of dance classes and we, it was Latin. Mm-hmm. But like one class... He focused on, he, he let us uh, learn some break dancing and hip hop because we were going to do like this dance party and he was going to do Latin music and some hip hop music because those two classes were coming to the same party. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like taught us some stuff, but I, uh, I'm not in break dancing shape right now. I'll have to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Awesome. So look out for that video coming out yeah. soon and then we'll ask for those boats right. and then we'll have another announcement right right and like there, there were other reasons we cut things off the list obviously um we looked at some and it was like does it seem like there would be reasonable search volume and for the most part we didn't do an in-depth analysis it was like what do we think what makes sense use your intuition and so for some of them we're like this one's going to be more niche mm-hmm. and the same thing with competition like we didn't go search a ton we just looked at some and we were like, that one I know, because we've done this so much. We just, there's a lot of things we just know. Um, and some of them we were like, yeah, maybe. Like I know off-roading has a lot of competition, but yeah. it's so broad. Yeah. Like I know I can find my niche within that yeah. that probably nobody in Project 24 has done. And that's just not going to be nearly as competitive. And even within that niche, there are search queries that I guarantee you there's no articles about, and we're going to write those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and off-roading is just one of those ones, <laughs> along with cooking. It's huge. So, so many huge. people are interested in it. And we live in Idaho. It's a huge thing here. Uh, so there would be a lot of interest yep. out there. 
Yep. If we lived in Southern Utah, it'd be even that's so true. Huge. Like that's so true. Man, the Jeep. We were down in Moab once, and we were there like during the big Jeep. Like yep. you couldn't hardly get a campsite. Yep. Um, somehow we found a hotel room, but I think it's because we booked it way in advance. Like everything was booked out. Yep. Because and there were jeeps everywhere. Fun it's fact: in high school, I have been to that event several oh, really? times <laughs> and gone jeeping. Uh, with a friend and their family and it was just that is their passion they all have jeeps they take the rvs down there i think it's around easter time or springtime yeah but i don't remember exactly when it was that we were there but it was right it was around yep for a lot of people like that's their identity oh yeah so yeah it's it's totally a thing yep and i'm sure that I bet Matt's off-road recovery gets a lot of business that that, that <laughs> he's like he just hangs out over there, right? <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> get all the jeeps that flip themselves over. <laughs> oh man! All right, so yeah, look out for that. It's really exciting. We're excited to start a new niche, and especially with the the new blogging course that came out this year. Run it through that search analysis process. This will be the first one that we've done that where we yeah. revamped the blogging course. So we're right. really excited about it. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely excited to do that. Yep. Alrighty. Let's get to some questions from you. The first one is from Nate Cad and they say, just check in to see what type of normal variation you see in terms of your articles about 18 to 20% of my articles basically get all the traffic while the rest get close to nothing. Is this pretty normal? Because if this is the case, I'll need to write a thousand articles to hit my initial goal. I've had my site for several years, but just started publishing a large amount of blog posts starting in May. Some have taken five months to rank while more recently, a few of them will start ranking within a month or so. Yeah. So first of all, that's a good sign that your articles are ranking faster. Um, It tells me that you've established some trust and that Google is regularly indexing the Mm -hmm. content on your website um, rather than the really infrequent indexing that tends to happen early on. And so that's great. What's normal variation? Mm -hmm. Yes, it is really normal that the traffic to your different blogs are going to follow probably pretty close to the Pareto principle, which is the 80-20 rule. Um, it's amazing how often that comes up and how close it is. Um, but probably about 80% of your traffic will come from about 20% of your blog posts. Now, if it's more like 100% of your traffic coming from 20 blog posts and five page views a month on the rest of them, then we probably need to rethink something. And there's probably a few reasons why this could be happening. What what I've seen, and this is an issue that came up with um, many of our sites, including Cook for Folks, that we started around that time where I, I have to point out, like the approach that we took to search analysis at that time didn't take into account topical authority at all. Um, and And, you know, picking categories or, or, you know, bigger topics and then writing multiple articles within those. Instead, it was more like take your niche, find all the low competition search queries and write articles and it'll probably work. And it turned out that that wasn't really the case. It didn't really work. Mm -hmm. And so, um, on cook for folks, as well as I was just looking with Nathan yesterday at our portfolio, some of our other sites, like, um, we have one that, um, happens to be about goats (laughs) <laughs> I don't think we've talked about this website at all yet. And it's about goats. But then there's this random article like, can kittens drink goat milk? <laughs> and I'm like, well, that isn't an article about goats. 
It's an article about kittens yes. and kitten nutrition. Why would somebody who is potentially an expert or has some expertise on goats, what are they going to know about kitten nutrition? Mm-hmm. Nothing. There's no authority there. And so why should Google trust that website with that search query, with that content? And so it doesn't fit. So could we potentially have a category of content about goat products and their uses? And, and maybe, right? But we're just not going to be as authoritative there. However, we might be able to have some authority on like making and distributing or using those goat products. Um, we might be able to build some authority within that. But like we're, you were going a little bit too far into the kitten realm here <laughs> with, that, with that kind of article. It's, so it just didn't really fit. And that happens a lot. And those articles on those websites, even if the competition was low, they get like no traffic. So here's what I would say is if you were to take the total traffic of your website per month divided by the total number of blog posts, what is your average traffic per blog post? We want that number to be at least 300 and usually more like 500. At Income School, we want it to be more like a 1,000. We've done that on multiple sites before. It's not happening on these sites recently. And again, we know why. The search analysis approach was wrong. Follow that up with, you know, outsourced content that didn't get properly interlinked because there's all these articles that have no other related content. What do you interlink to on those ones? Um, so it, it, it's not happening on those sites. But that's what we want is about a thousand page views per post. And we have multiple posts on many of our sites that get over a thousand, 2000 and even over 3000 page views per month and some that get much less. So I want that number, that average number to be more like three to 500. If you're not hitting that, then the issue probably isn't that you need to write a thousand blog posts. The issue is we need to understand why it's not working. Do we need to do a little bit more optimization with our Search analysis, do we need to do a better job of interlinking related articles, um, building content clusters? If you're going to add content, don't just like pick another category and just go like, let's look at the articles that are working and let's build more content on related topics to those articles. And then with those articles, if it makes sense, link from those articles that are working to your new content, it'll get them to rank faster. It'll get them traffic faster and It'll get them that early traffic, but it'll also help raise their authoritativeness and help them rank in their own right and get traffic for their own search queries because it's related to something you already have on your website that's working. And that initial um, flow of traffic um, does send some positive signals to Google and get it, first of all, indexed like immediately, but also um, ranked very quickly. So that's what I would do. Yeah, I have a feeling that to hit your goal, if you need a thousand articles, it's probably because your average page views per post are too low. And if your site is on the new side, you know, less than nine, 10 months old, then this isn't something I'm going to worry about that much. Page views per post is probably going to continue to rise for a little while. But if, you know, you have a fair amount of content that's over a year old and you have content now that's ranking within a month or even a couple of weeks, then we no longer get to use the age of content as an excuse because content's going to start ranking where it's going to rank probably within weeks or even a month or two. So um, at that point, I do want to start looking at that number. Are we getting 300 pages per post on average? Um, I don't care if some are 50, by the way. I really don't. 
I don't care if some are five, if it's content that really supplements other content on the website and helps build the topical authority. I do care if some only get five, if it's kind of a standalone article that doesn't support anything else on the website. There's a lot of stuff I just said in there. So <laughs> that's okay. hopefully you can pull out the really good, helpful yeah, stuff from there. It's very helpful. All right. Second and last question here. This one is from Basud Saha. They say, I started a new site in July. After a month of writing 30 articles, I took a three-month long break to manage my high GAD. I think that is, um, stands for generalized anxiety disorder, but correct me if I'm wrong. Depression and high blood pressure. Now I am a lot better than before, and I'm very hopeful that I can manage my health better. My writers kept working on the site, one, but the second site was very close to my heart. I felt my writers can never write it well as the site needs direct experience people are looking for. I'm ready to get back, but I'm a little worried if this break made a wrong impression on Google. Can I start writing again? I'm hopeful that I can make 120 articles in the next five months as I am the source myself. Although I left writing for three months, this site is getting around 30 clicks a day within five months, maybe. Okay. So yeah, the, I mean, the real question here is, can we take a break from content, especially, um, I would say, especially in the early mm -hmm. stages? Um, we know once you have a fair amount of content on the website, it doesn't really matter that much. But what about in the early days? Like, if I wrote 10, 20, or even 30 articles on a website, can I leave it for three months? The answer is yes, absolutely. Google is not concerned about a publishing schedule. They're looking at your content and seeing, you know, how where should this content land in the rankings for, for specific search queries. Um, there is something to what they call link velocity, which is like, as other sites link to your site, which does happen very naturally, we get thousands of backlinks on our websites without doing anything. Um, as this linking happens and as people start visiting your website, it can kind of build momentum. Um, and it's hard to get any momentum without very much content on your website. Like a minimum 30 articles, but these days I would say more like 50 or 60. Um, but if you wrote 30 or even 20 or 10 and you left it for a while, in Google's eyes, that's basically like a blank website, practically. Some of those articles can rank on their own, and they and they might start, but it's basically not, it doesn't have any authority or anything. Um, and so now as you start adding content to it, sure, it might be that um, Google doesn't immediately index it because they're used to seeing your site not changing. And so, but that's normal for a brand new website anyway. Um Basically, what I'm saying is there is nothing different between taking a website with a little bit of content on it that's been sitting for months or even years and starting to add new content to it. That has no, there's no penalty to that versus starting a brand new one. Um, it's practically the same thing. The only difference is you have a little bit of content already. Like, yeah. So really, don't worry about it. Just pick it up and and get going. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm glad that you're that you took some time to get things straightened out with your health and your mental health. Super important that we do that. Um, and so I think as content creators, that's something that, well, that a lot of content creators, uh, probably most of us yep. um, at some point really have to face is um, keeping up with a publishing schedule 
if you have any sort of public persona, if you're on YouTube, um, it can be really difficult to, I don't know, it, it's, it, 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 there's just something hard about it um, yep. and it impacts our mental health. So we need to make sure that we're taking care of ourselves in, in all the ways that we need to. And if that means taking a break, take the break you need, especially with blogging, it's just not going to matter. Yeah. And we're all human. We're not robots. We need to remember that. And if you don't take care of yourself, if you get burnt out, that's no good for yourself. First of all, your family, the people around you and your business. It's right. It's a marathon, not a sprint. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. All right. Did you have anything else to add? Um, I don't. I mean, I could probably talk about the niche selection stuff for the next hour or two if we wanted to, but I know uh, that you guys probably don't want that. Um. <laughs> well, we'll continue the conversation. We're just, that's right. We're going to keep talking about what we're doing. So we'll Absolutely. update you as soon as we do have more information on it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to the Project 24 Blogging Podcast and have a wonderful rest of your day. Project 24 is a product of Income School LLC. Results mentioned are not typical. The trademark Project 24 refers to the goal of some people to create a successful business in 24 months, but it's not a promise or guarantee of that success. Many online businesses fail because, like any business, it requires hard work, skill, and dedication. Before making business decisions, consult financial and legal professionals licensed in your jurisdiction. So in short, the only person who can make your business successful is you. We are simply here to provide information to help you along the way.